Hello, hello, and welcome back to Coffee Stained EDU Podcast. This is your host, Geneva Rodriguez, and I am coming to you with episode 20, The Power of Feedback. My last episode was episode 19, which was a student's voice where I had a guest speaker who was my son, a fourth grader, and he spoke about what makes a great educator from a student's perspective, which I think was a great, great episode. And if you are an educator or you know an educator, or even if you're a parent, you might benefit from that episode. So please check it out. You can listen to us on Spotify. You can listen on iHeartRadio, Amazon Music. You can also check us out on our website, coffeestains.org, where I upload resources and our episodes. So again, thank you for joining us. This is episode 20. And this is your host, Geneva Rodriguez. You can catch us on Instagram, which you should follow so that you can keep up to date with all the new episodes, as well as resources, tips, and advice. Coffeestains underscore edu is the Instagram handle. That's coffeestains underscore edu. Our website is coffeestains.org. You can also find our YouTube channel. It's a YouTube channel that I used for a while as an educator, but I'm slowly shifting it to a coffee stained um, channel. But you can find tons of um, resources um, for educators, for administrators, for students, for everything. Um, again, like my, I, you know from my previous episodes, my background is special education. So I use that platform a lot during remote learning to, put, um, to make videos with hands-on activities and supports for my students. <coughs> excuse me, which you might find helpful now. I have some music in the background because my neighbors are being extremely loud today. <laughs> the beautiful um, weather has brought everyone outside, so I put the music on, so hopefully it can drown out um, the cries, the screams, the yada, 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 and you can just focus on my voice. So I'm going to jump right into it. Episode 20 is called The Power of Feedback. And I thought this was a very important topic to discuss towards the end of the school year as we're wrapping up. I know a lot of other districts besides New York City have wrapped it up. Everybody's going on vacation already. But yep, we are not we are not done yet. Our students are in school until the 27th and staff is there until the 30th. Um, so yeah, but I think feedback is very important. This topic came came out during episode 19 when my son was on and he was talking about student voice. I mean, he's talking about what makes a great educator, why he thinks the teacher, um, what the, he thinks the teacher should know about a student, how they should go about starting off the school year and building relationships with um, students in the classroom. I, you know, I mentioned during that episode that I thought it would be a great idea if teachers provided students with a survey providing um, the way students have a platform to provide feedback on their practices, right? And feedback, I feel, is very important to receive, especially in a field such as education. And this episode is going to talk about feedback from administration to teachers, is going to talk about feedback from teachers to administration, is going to talk about student to teachers and if I can I'm going to try to plug in some student to parents right that's another I try I try to um, cater to all my listeners and audience regardless if you're an educator or not so I feel like a student to parent feedback um, segment would be um, helpful um, again 
Thank you to all my listeners. Um, if you know me, if you know my episodes, if you've been listening, thank you. I truly appreciate you. And you know that I don't edit my content. What you get is what you get. What you hear is what you hear. This is the first recording. Um, unless there's like some massive crazy reason why I have to stop recording. Um, but I haven't had that yet. So um, let's keep it up. Knock on wood. <laughs> so I... I need to start off this episode first with saying that there are many benefits to receiving feedback, but it takes a certain level of self-awareness and maturity to receive feedback, right? Because we can, we can accept, we can take the feedback, but if we're not applying it and receiving it and accepting that it's something that we need to um, reflect on, that is pointless, right? So if you're listening to this episode and you feel like you struggle with receiving feedback, maybe this might be helpful to you. Maybe it can help you learn how to receive feedback in a healthy way. Um, maybe it can help you become a little bit more self-aware of who you are and your, and your practices and how you can reflect on that. Um, and also how to be mindful. It's a skill that one does not obtain naturally and easily. It takes tons of practice and experience. But in order for you to receive feedback and apply it so that you can improve in what you're doing, you have to be at that place. So if you feel like you're, not, you're struggling with that, I welcome you to listen, but I also suggest that you go on your own journey of self-reflection, of self-awareness, of accepting feedback, because we might not be there yet, right? We might not be in a level where we can receive feedback and reflect on that and then make those changes in our life. There are a lot of people that struggle with that. There's a lot of people that are very, um, get very defensive, that take it very in a negative way. They take it as is an attack on them. They take it as if um, that the person is basically saying that they don't know what they're doing, that, that you know, um, there's a lot of people that are not lifelong, that haven't embraced a lifelong learner mindset. And if that's you, that's okay. You're just not there in your journey yet. But I do feel that you, you might be able to benefit from this episode to a certain extent. But if you are still struggling in that area of receiving feedback and taking it as, you know, like they say, constructive criticism, taking it as something that doesn't really um, define you, it's just a... Uh, you know, something that you should just pay attention to so that you can grow and become better, right? As an educator, we need to accept that we're lifelong learners. We need to accept that we do not know everything. And um, some people don't take that easily. I, I know some educators, I know some administrators that do not take feedback pretty well. And, um, you know, and they might not ever receive feedback pretty well, which is unfortunate because they are great people, they are great educators, they are great administrators, but this is... This is kind of um, preventing them from becoming even greater at what they do because they're not ready to receive feedback. So the key benefit of feedback, appreciative feedback and recognition builds someone's sense of being valued. It helps to reinforce positive habits and encourages more of the performance that you want to see. Feedback builds self-awareness and helps us become mindful of the impact that our actions have. So we know if you're in the, education, in the education system, teachers are constantly getting feedback, they're constantly getting observed, which some of my episodes touch on that, and you're receiving feedback from administration on your practices. 
Now we know it's all about how that person delivers the feedback, which allows you to receive that feedback, right? So it is, it, it does take a lot. It takes a great sense. And I've, and there is an episode that I covered with communication, effective communication. Um, and I'm trying to scroll down. Oh, here we go. So, um, episode 14, which released back in um, November, I discussed how to effectively communicate, right? And I feel that that episode would be very helpful for you to listen to um, and help you receive feedback a little bit more because it does talk about the person that's that's giving the feedback and the language they use, the tone they use, the body language, right? So that might that might affect how you receive feedback and i get that because i have been in positions before where the feedback might have been legit it might have been real it might have been something that i needed to receive but because of the tone that the person gave um used to deliver it i was not receptive to that i was not ready to embrace that i was not ready to open up and say you know what you're absolutely right because i was so focused on their delivery that I ignored the the messages, the goal of the message, right? So that definitely has an effect, right? So if you are an administrator and you're giving feedback to teacher, teachers, if you're listening to this, if you're anyone that's in a, in, in a position that you provide feedback to someone, be mindful of that. Be mindful of your delivery, your, your body language, your facial expressions, all of that matters when you're giving this feedback. Even the tone you use in an email, if you're giving that feedback in an email, be mindful of that. And if you're in an area where you're still, if you're in a, in a phase in your life or a stage in your life where you're still, you're still um, working on that, you have to ha- allow someone else to possibly read your email, right? Can you read this? Check it out. Let me know what my tone is. Does this sound too aggressive? Does this sound too, you know... Um, rude or mean or insensitive right there's the only way we're going to grow and learn is if we allow people into that space to provide us that feedback on our delivery so that we can become effective with our um with our feedback that we're giving right we want we want people to receive our feedback and actually apply it right well what is again it's about having feedback builds self-awareness and helps us become mindful of the impact that our actions have so if you're receiving feedback from someone, they want you to improve something. They, you know, they want you, they want to encourage you, encourage to see more of the f- performance, right? That they saw. So as an administrator, we are constantly giving feedback to teachers, to staff members, and again, not all of it is is as receptive as is not recept, recept not receptive. It's not received as we expect it to be received. Um, and it, and it, it, a lot can play into that, right? It could be how we are saying it, how we're giving the feedback, how we approached it. It can also be that that person is just not in that part of their journey where they can receive that feedback. And all we can do is constantly give them um, the feedback, um, focus on, I would say we should be focusing on um, positive things as well, not always focus focusing on negative things. If we're going to give feedback on an area that, that is an area that's um, an area of growth, then we need to also be mindful that, you know, we have to acknowledge the good that that person is also doing, not just focusing on the negative. I always try to do like a, a, um, a glow and a grow, right? The glow would be something that I noticed that was awesome. Um, and then the grow would be something that they, an area that they need to work on. So I read an article uh, from ASCD. I'll actually post the article on the website as well under the resource tab, the coffeestains.org website. 
And this is seven keys to effective feedback. And I'm gonna go over a little bit. I'm not gonna take everything that they're talking about because again, it depends on you and where you are in your, in your journey um, or the role that you play to, uh, the role that you play to determine where you are when it comes to this um, giving feedback and receiving feedback, right? So you wanna make sure, so as an, edu- as, a, as an administrator, I give feedback to my, the teachers that I supervise. And I always try to make sure that it has a goal, right? There's an action that needs to take place in order for them to achieve a goal. So effective feedback requires that a person has a goal, takes action to achieve the goal and receives goal-related information about his or her actions. So I want to give them feedback, and if it's an area they need to grow in, I need to give them some a, a goal at the end. Okay, so for an example, um, some feedback would be that a teacher doesn't use enough open-ended questions, right? So the goal would be, and the feedback would be that I need you to, to work on or improve in your in your questioning, right? So the end goal is that the end goal is that you're going to shift from your close your close ended your close questions your one word response questions to open ended questions that provide opportunities for students to engage in conversations and it doesn't just allow for a yes no answer right so the feedback is I want the teacher to start implementing some more open ended questions okay so that is the goal. I also want it to be tangible and transparent, right? I want to be able to give them actual examples of what that looks like. And the feedback should include evidence from their observation or something that I saw as to why I'm giving giving them this feedback. So any useful feedback system involves not only a clear goal, which the goal would be to add more open-ended questions. And I always will give this to the teacher. So if the stu- teacher has not implemented any, I always say the goal is within each lesson to have three to four questions, right? Three or four questions for discussions, three or four questions open-ended. Um, you could use it for the turn and talk or whatever, but at least three to four questions to start off, right? Because we don't want it to overwhelm and that's going to come down. That's going to come later on when, um, in one of the next steps of effective feedback is you don't want to overwhelm the person, right? Um, you want to give them a realistic, realistic feedback, tangible feedback, and something that has a goal so that, that they can actually um, tackle, right? They can focus on it, look at it. Okay, she wants me to add three or four questions for my next lesson. Boom, 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 boom. She says she wants some open-ended questions. All right, that's the goal. This is what's expected of me. This is what I did before. I didn't do it, so now I have to do this, right? So it's very clear in their head, all right? And it needs to be some, give them, provide them some examples, provide them some tools. So if I know my teacher's struggling with some open-ended questions, I might provide them with a, um, a question chart, right? Um, and you want to make sure that that question chart is, is aligned to what the teachers are working on or can actually be used for the students that she, she has in the classroom. So you want to be able to provide her with some tools or resources, right? Or even use, give her some examples of questions that she could have, he, she or he could have possibly used within that lesson, right? Um, that way they have an actual visual or they have a tangible 
tangible feedback they know okay she wants me to add some open-ended questions so um the the the, the lesson was about um I don't know, beginning, middle, end sequencing. So I need to make sure I have a question that is not a yes or no. So the students, not the student, the teacher can start questioning and brainstorming and thinking about questions that she, she or he could have used during that lesson that would in, allow for students to um, engage in conversation, um, questions that are not just yes and no, that allow students to think, right? You want them, you want to um, pull out, you want to challenge the students to provide some higher order thinking questions, and you want to stay away from, like I said, the yes and no. Um, let's see what else. So, you want it to also be actionable actionable you want it to be concrete and specific so you're giving the feedback you want to tell the teacher okay um during the mini lesson um i would like for you to use a little bit more open-ended questions wh questions i want you to you um stay stay away from yes or no questions um during the question during the um, lesson you asked um what you ask this question which only allowed for students to say yes or no you ask a question that only allowed for students to say thumbs up i mean to put thumbs up or th thumbs down um, i need you to to do more of this right you want it to be very specific of what you want that person to do if they did something good you want them to know why you so justify that provide an explanation if they did something wrong you want them to, to, to know why right why why wasn't ideal for them to, to use yes or no questions why do you want the why is it a good idea to use open-ended questions right because you want to promote student interaction you want students to engage in conversations you want to use this opportunity to assess the students to determine if they understand what um what they're supposed to be doing within the lesson right the learning activity And you want it to be user friendly, right? Like I said earlier, you want it to be where teachers understand what your feedback is and you want it, you don't want it to be overwhelming. You don't need to use, you don't need to use these big fancy terms. You don't need to just use all these buzzwords. You need to be straight to the point so that they understand exactly what's expected of them. And what's also a very, very, very important is the time you give this feedback, right? So whenever I go into an observation, I try my best to give the feedback walking out the classroom or I go right to my computer, I type them up an email, I give them the feedback that way. If I see them within, within that day, I'll give them some verbal feedback. So I try to give the feedback as soon as possible, especially if it's something that I need to implement or change, right? I also try to type up my observations within the, within the next few days so they have it back and we have that conversation but before that day is over they get some type of feedback from me like I said whether it's in person or whether it's an email um whether it's just me seeing them in the hallway stopping it doesn't matter I try and I make sure that within that day before the day is over I'm giving them feedback okay you want to make sure that the feedback is given in a timely manner and they, they, can, they can implement those changes or those suggestions as soon as possible.
I know it's hard a lot of times because you're so busy, you have things to do, whatever, whatever, but you need to make it a responsive, a priority to get, provide feedback in a timely manner. You also want it to be ongoing, right? You want it, you just don't want to give them feedback. You suggest things that they should implement and then it just drops off the face of the earth. No, absolutely not, right? With some teachers, we do action plans. Um, we, ha- we, we, fo- we constantly follow up with my teachers. I make it my business to follow up. If I give teachers feedback within an observation or feedback from me just walking into a classroom and I see something, I'm following up with them. I'm checking in the next few days, seeing how it's going. I walk into the class to see if I see it. Uh, I see if there's evidence of them implementing the feedback that I gave them. Any suge- if I check on them to see if they have any su- if they need any more support, if, they, if they're confused, if they're struggling with it. If I do an action plan with teachers, there's actual there's actually a date where I should see the feedback implemented, um, and then I'm going in to observe that to see how that went, and if there needs to be any tweaks, changes, improvements, whatever, whatever, and then we move on. So I, I try to make it ongoing to show that it's not, I'm not just going to give you something to do. I'm not expecting you to do something and then that's it. I'm going to make sure I provide the support, the support needed so that you can execute. I also want my teachers to con- to improve. I want them to be the better version of themselves. I want them to improve. I want them to be better for their students. I want them to be um, effective educators, highly effective educators. So I'm, my goal is to always to always be in the classrooms and to provide that f- and to provide feedback to my teachers and to support them with that feedback. I'm not just gonna tell them, "Hey, do this," and then boom, I'm out the door. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm making sure that if I'm suggesting something to my teachers um, for their practices that are following up with them. It's very important to follow up and to be consistent with that feedback um, because if you are if you are a teacher, I'm sure you've experienced that before where someone just gives you feedback and tell you what you need to do and then they just don't follow up with you or provide you the support to actually implement it, right? Um, I know when I was in the classroom, I received that a lot and it, it just really was overwhelming. It was frustrating. I felt alone because I was just, say, just told, hey, do this. And there was no support to do that. It's just not cool. It's not cool at all. So as an administrator, also, I feel that at the end of the year, you should provide a feedback, um, a feedback survey to your staff, an anonymous one, right? You don't want teachers to feel like they're going to be punished or you're going to come at them retaliation or whatever because they give you a certain feedback. You need to be receptive to that feedback, too. You need to realize that if teachers are giving you certain feedback about your leadership styles, if you're open to giving that survey and receiving that, you need to be open to implementing those changes if there are changes that they're asking of you. So on my website, I would add that actually to my resources too. At the bottom of my page, you can find my Linktree account. You click on there and I believe there's a staff feedback survey. There's a sample of that in there. You can use it if you want. You can email me. I can send that one to you or you can just pull out some questions from there and create your own survey for your staff. I'm actually going to email that survey to my staff within the next next week because school's about to be a wrap. And I want, and I send a little email and I just let them know, hey, like I just want, I want to become an effective leader. And the best way to become an effective leader is to listen to my audience, to listen to my customers, to listen to my teachers, right? And I need to hear them be real and completely transparent about my leadership and how I move and what I do for them and if there's anything that I can do to improve in those practices. That's my goal. As a school leader, you are a servant leader. You're here to support and lead and provide this help to teachers, to students, 
how can you do that if you're not listening to them? You're not checking the pulse of your staff. You're not checking the pulse of your students and checking yourself as a leader. Because sometimes we think it's so lost up in the sauce that we don't even realize that we are changing our leadership styles, that we're neglecting certain parts of our job, our responsibilities, right? It happens because you have so much on your plate. So it's always nice to step back and, and get that feedback from your staff. And do it anonymously. Do it anonymous feedback. That way staff don't feel pressure, feel uncomfortable to give you this feedback. Because they might be scared, right? They might not want to have problems or beef with you, so they won't tell you, or they probably won't answer it. But I, I highly suggest that. If you are a teacher, if you're an administrator, ask for feedback from the people you work with. So I do feel that it's important that administration access for feedback from teachers. I also feel that teachers should be open and receptive to feedback from administration. That you do not know it out, you do not know it all. I do not know it all. I would never know it all. And every day I wake up with a goal to learn something new. And as teachers, you took on a job as a lifelong learner, as an educator, that you need to be constantly evolving and growing with the, the students that you are teaching that are in front of you because these kids are different i'm telling you right now these kids are different from what we experienced what we were when we were younger they are just different i don't know if it's the milk i don't know if it's the air it is something and these kids are just different they are very curious they are very they, they just have so much knowledge they also are misguided too because of the social media because of the internet right but we need to be open and receptive to changing and growing as educators you cannot think that you know it all or get upset if you don't get a highly effective or effective your goal is to keep up with the kids that are in front of you and to support all their individual needs so you need to be receptive to feedback as well and I know that's rough for some teachers because they're seasoned they've been in the game for a minute they have a new admin that comes in or they have they you know whatever the case may be and they're not open to growing or changing or receiving feedback and that's gonna be that's gonna be a downfall of yours that's gonna be a downfall of yours and I'm gonna tell you that right now because that is not a good look that you are an educator and you're not open to growth you're not open to changing you're not open to feedback um, and regardless if it's coming from somebody that's that they just didn't know how to do it you need to be accept that you don't know everything you don't know everything um, in episode 19 I discussed how teachers students should give feedback to teachers I think it's very important I think teachers should create a little survey I would say I don't have anything in mind right now I haven't put anything together I'm sure I can put up put something together up I mean I can put something together really quick I would say five to ten questions and it should focus on your practices in the classroom and asking them suggestions or what they think they sh you should do as a teacher in the beginning of the school year to build these relationships with students Asking them feedback about was there anything that they didn't like that you did? Was there anything they did like that you did? Is there anything that they would like to see different in the classrooms or you to improve or do more of? Or what subject did they think that you were you taught better? And why did you teach that better, right? We don't, sometimes we don't even notice that we might have some strong areas and that we really show passion and we're really engaged in those topics and then the kids are getting are benefiting from that. And we might not even realize that. And there might be some that we're not so great at or we're just not really a fan of. So we just really like fly through it or show no energy, no motivation. And that's good for us to be able to reflect on that. But how can we reflect on that if we're not getting feedback from anybody, right? It's one thing we get in from administration, but they're looking at us from a different perspective. They're looking at it from the Danielson rubric or from whatever expectations there are in the class, in the, in the school, but from its students, from the kids that are in front of us, that we're teaching, that we're educating, that we're guiding, that we're supposed to be teaching them certain skills to be function, to, you know, to function in, in the world, right? Why not? 
want feedback from teach students is it because you're scared or because you don't value their opinion there could be a lot of reasons why but i do feel that if you are an educator you should be open to feedback just like if you work in a supermarket you work at a store you work at a business they survey their customers all the time your students are your customers look at it like that are you really in the meeting the needs of your of your students are you really in the meeting the needs of your customers are they really first and I think sometimes we get it twisted when we're in this field and we're in this job, we, f- we forget the purpose or the reason why we're there, right? We forget our why. But I think we should, as teachers, allow students to provide feedback on our, our, our teaching. I think we can learn a lot from that. I wanted to get into students apparent, but I couldn't get into that because it was already 28 minutes and I like to keep my episodes 25 minutes or less. But um, again, some topics, like I say in other episodes, um really i really can't put into 25 minutes to keep it real like i is just a lot of helpful is a lot of information to kind of unpack within 25 minutes so i try my best but i do feel that this episode was essential especially for this time of year because we're wrapping up the school year i'm going to be sending out my survey soon to the staff and i'm i'm excited for it i'm keeping an open mind and I'm accepting that there might be things that I need to change. And that's, that, that's what it is. At the end of every year, you should reflect on your practices, on what you did that were not so great, what you think that you really did that was great, and figure out how to get ahead of that for the next school year. So I'm going to post, on the, I hope that was helpful. I am going to share the staff survey that I created. Um, I'm also going to share some information about how you can build self-awareness and um, mindfulness to receive feedback because that's important. Right? That's the first step. If you're not even in a place to receive feedback, then this is not this this episode might not be helpful for you, right? You might need to get to the point. You need you might need to ba- take a few steps back before you can move forward and actually realize the power of feedback. As teachers, I challenge you. As teachers, I challenge you to provide your students an opportunity to provide you anonymous feedback on your instructional practices. It might not be easy, but the only way you're going to know if you're in a place to receive feedback is if you get that feedback, right? And even reflect back when you become, when you get observations or, or, or if you, if you're not even in the educational field, think about whatever job you're at, you get feedback from your boss. How do you receive that feedback? Sit and reflect on it. Maybe write a journal entry on it. How do you receive that feedback? And why do you receive the feedback the way you do, right? Is it a you thing or is it a they thing? Do you feel like it's a mixture of it? Is it their tone? Is it their body language? Is it their demeanor? It it could be so many things. Or is it that they, they were awesome in the delivery, but you were just not in the place to receive that because you're just not there yet. You're not open to receiving feedback or critique on your performance. It could be that. Or maybe you are in a place that you are ready. And I love that. And and I'm so proud of you if that's where you are. Because it does take a lot to get there. But remember, this feedback should be something that you use to help you become better at what you're doing. It should help you improve in your practices. 
But I'm going to wrap it up there. Check out the resource tab on the website, coffeestain.org. I'm going to post up some stuff there. I'll post up stuff up on how you can work on receiving feedback, maybe focusing on learning a little bit more of how to be self-aware, how to be mindful of yourself and how to receive feedback in a positive way. I'm going to put, uh, I'm going to actually share the article that I was, that I referenced about effective feedback. Um, there's also the five R's of action feedback that you can probably benefit from. And I will post that. I will also um, share a copy of the survey that I'm going to be using to share, um, that I'm going to be sharing with my staff. I will um, post a link of that too. Again, you can find that on coffeestains.org website under the resource tab. This is your host, Geneva Rodriguez. Thank you again for joining us on Coffee Stains EDU podcast. This was episode 20, The Power of Feedback, and it is a wrap. <laughs>